Hello again, this is Shelton Bumgarner, and this is the literary uh, episode. Uh, I'm going to talk about, in a number of different segments, going to talk about different elements of the, uh, not only of the, the novel project that I have, which is supposed to be five novels, but also screenwriting. Uh, so buckle up, and we're going to hear a lot about where things stand with my novel and novels. And also some screenplays. Uh, I have been working on this uh, this novel project for a long time. Probably this specific novel project for about two years. Uh, but anyway, I uh, hope you enjoy this episode. As always, I would like to have a co-host and guests, but that does not seem like it's going to happen. So anyway, enjoy this episode. <laughs> I have finished my first draft of my first novel, which is quite an accomplishment for me. I've been working on this specific uh, version of this project for about two years of the whole overall project, a little longer than I would like to accept or admit. Uh, but it's finally the first, the end of the beginning. I have finally finished a first draft. Uh, and I let's, let's do some uh, sort of... Uh, gauging the situation where do we stand well the, the key the key thing is the novel is a, scene wise is a little long now it's still it's still in the sweet spot of a, between 80 and 80 and 120,000 words um but it's also still a little long uh <clears throat> because of the number of scenes and if i just follow the outline that i have which is pretty good it's going to balloon. If I follow the outline that I have and it goes to what it should be, which is each scene is about a thousand words, it's going to balloon to close to 200,000 words because of the number of scenes. So I'm going to have to pare it down no matter what. Now, the question is obviously, do I pare it down a lot to get it down to, you know, about a hundred thousand words or do I, sort of pare it down, but not as much as maybe I could otherwise and have sort of a second track, which I'm going to talk about later. But I'm really pleased. Uh, the novel is very interesting. It's it's meant to be unto itself uh, a calling card for my writing ability. The question is, is that what's going to happen or is that not going to happen? Is it going to be something else? Uh, I, I have begun to read a lot more uh, than I than I have in the past, which is good. A lot of that has to do with how impatient I am to get back into writing. So I'm like, okay, I have to read all the all the impatience patientness that I would otherwise have to write. Just use that energy to read. So I've been reading a lot. I read Project Hail Mary, which was a very good book. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm sort of hate reading the latest uh, Elizabeth Salander novel. <laughs> it's it's. I, it probably is going to get better, but I'm judging it against my own writing and I and also the old Steg Larson, uh, Elizabeth Salander, and I just don't like it. Uh, but I need to read it. I need to read and see what my competition is. Uh, <clears throat> one thing about the novel I'm novels I'm working on is at least the first few novels, they are not really that much of a thriller. Like they, I guess they have elements of a thriller, but they're really sort of a character study. Uh, that's that's more what's going on. So it's more like Mary Beastown, more of a character study of uh, of 
some people. One of them is a woman who's a little who. Well, I have to say she's not. She's younger than I am. But there was a point when I was that age. I remember when I was a woman. Uh, so it's much, much more mayor of Easttown <clears throat> than it is uh, any of the state Larson stuff in some in some respects. But that is just because uh, I'm not nearly as dark a writer as Stig Larson. Stig Larson writes really, wrote really dark. The late great Stig Larson wrote really dark at times, and I just don't do that. That's just that's just not my scene. Although I I have to say I I out of, I think form follows function <clears throat> a lot when it comes to thrillers. So you, you end up doing the same kind of stuff even though you're coming at it from a different direction. And so I, some of the elements of Steg Larson stuff has sort of populated my stuff, but it's not intentional. It's just, just form follows function. And that's just the way that it works out. Um, but I have actively gone out of my way to make all of my, being my universe, the novel, the novels, everything is as original as possible. There is some influencing, influencing from something else completely different not connected to Stig Larson, but I, I'm going to get, I want to give credit to everybody that needs credit. I'm not going to just, I mean, if, if I, if I credit, if I use something that needs to be credited, I will say that this, this is where this came from, or this is where I sort of winking and I got it from. Anyway, so, uh, that's the first part of this, of today's podcast, this episode of the podcast, and I will see you on the other side. So Stig Larson uh, is sort of my literary god. Now, if I'm mispronouncing his first name, I apologize. I'm just pronouncing it as it as it looks to me, because um, I'm not the best when it comes to pronunciation. Uh, anyway, so Stig Larson is sort of my literary godfather. He is uh, someone who I really look up to, and I want to be, uh, which would be even more ironic if I'm mispronouncing his name. Huh? Um, I look up to him because he was older. He's someone I would really, really want to emulate. I really want to emulate, hopefully without the dropping dead part. And uh, he, he he wrote dark. Like, he wrote, writes... Uh, writes a, a lot darker than I uh, do. Uh, and he, and but the interesting thing is I've noticed that there I've, I've attempted to read some another gentleman's effort to do what I'm doing. And it's interesting that he, his hot take on the the Sig Larson universe was the action adventure part. Like that was the part and like the revenge part, like it's interesting that, that he would do that because mine is much more sort of hang back and study characters and develop characters so that down the road after a few books, you really get, hopefully you'll really care about these characters. And, and when the adventure stuff happens, you'd be like, you know, hmm, my little, that little girl's all grown up, grown up. Uh, cause it's, it's a generational thing. Like it this the project happens over the course of 25 years, uh, in story time. So anyway, um, uh, uh, I am really pleased with what I've come up with. I really, I, 
I want to be as original as possible. I want, but yet at the same time, be something of an old brown shoe to uh, to Stig Larson readers. Like his audience, I want them to get into like the original Stig Larson novels. I want them to open my novel and say, "Hey, this is like a Stig Larson. This is like a Stig Larson novel." Uh, but it's it will not be it will it it will obviously not be a hat kind of attempt to crib off of him, but something totally original, but yet in the same vein. I really I strive to be as original as possible, and yet I really love Stig Larson stuff, and so I. I uh, find myself reading and rereading Stig Larson, especially the first, I mean, especially the second book and what he wrote. I don't really like the first book and I don't really like the third book, but the second book, Girl Play With Fire, I reread that over and over again, uh, at least a big chunk of it, because I really want to study what he did to kind of get some sense of, I I know it's translated, but to get some sense of how, of his cadence, because that's the cadence that I want in my uh, novel, my writing, is his cadence. And, you know, I try to figure out what does he emphasize, how does he sort of paint a picture in people's minds and, and all that kind of stuff. And it, it's, and then there's a book called Scene Instruction that I'm reading, which is really, it's really, I feel like I'm being, I'm bootstrapping myself up to a point where I uh, might be worth something because it's really hard. It is so hard to do what is necessary to uh, to to write the type of novel that I feel I should be writing, it's a it's really hard. It's really hard to to write that kind of novel because it's just the amount of work that my poor old brain has to do because I don't have that background really to to get to Stig Larson's level is a lot. I mean, it has to look effortless on, on the page too. That's even worse. Uh, I can't like. I mean, if it, if I if I'm struggling uh, conspicuously, then the audience will notice it. So it has to be effortless. It has to look like I'm doing it without even thinking about it. Oh yeah, of course. When all this hard work is in the background uh, to get to the point where I don't don't embarrass myself, which is, uh, you know, that's that's my goal is to is not is to not embarrass myself. So anyway, uh, that's that. That's this portion of the of the podcast, and I hope you will listen to the next few. So, I uh, love sci-fi. I really love sci-fi, and I, and I would love to write a sci-fi novel. And I read uh, Project Hail Mary, and it's really good. It's a really good novel. Uh, written it's uh, written in the f- first person, um, which is different than the other novel, than the novel I'm working on. Uh, and it makes me want to write my own first person novel, sci fi novel, and I have two really solid sci fi novels. Uh, both of them sort of deal with the same concept, but yet at the same time don't. And uh, as such, um, they're both, both both of them are very original, but they're also similar. Um, they're sort of they're sort of in the same vein as Project Hail Mary because it's about the world, um, and I think everybody likes a story where an everyman is put in an extraordinary situation, which is what all three of them like. My two novel concepts and Project Hail Mary and The Martian, for that matter. They all have that element of them. 
uh, element to them. And anyway, I, uh, I'm sort of pausing for a few weeks, uh, when it comes to my first novel, uh, rewriting it for the beta draft and the second draft. And one of the, one of the things I was thinking about doing was working on a sci-fi novel that I was thinking that maybe if I wrote a, if I did something with a sci-fi novel, then that would be a way to prevent myself from just rushing into working on the second draft. Uh, cause I have, cause I have some slack in the, uh, I have some slack in the, um, chronology of events, the agenda of my, of my novels. And, uh, as such, um, I am, uh, I don't know, I, I, I don't have to start right working on the second draft immediately, but I want to, um, because I want to get this done. But yet, I also need to think seriously about how to not um, have a 200,000 word novel, because that'll never go. Because uh, then, then obviously, the, the, you know, maybe I should split it into two if it's going to be 200,000 words, which would be six novels, um, which is just ridiculous. Um, five is, is pretty cool because it's an odd number, but six is just, I'm really being self-aggrandizing if I'm going to have six novels. Um, so I would rather shorten the, for this novel than make it, then split it into two make it six novels um but i mean i I guess i guess it's just embarrassing i mean something about five novels is is i'm full of pride like i'm writing five novels where six novels sounds a little embarrassing like why why are you writing so many novels um and also chronology wise because the first novel is a very short amount of time and it would be better far better to just just make it short make the the words shorter, make fewer words than to split it into two. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, because it would have to be a cliffhanger and I don't, I don't think that people would really, I already have one cliffhanger cliffhanger in the series. I don't think people would want another cliffhanger. Um, anyway, I think I'm, I'm thinking through the, the possibility of writing six novels in real time as we speak, as I do this. Uh, because that solves the problem. Because then, then I can, then it can balloon to six. Uh, it can it can be two hundred thousand words, and I don't have to worry about. Uh, but see, the problem is structurally it doesn't work. It structurally doesn't work. This is so embarrassing. I'm talking to myself, using the podcast to talk to myself. Anyway, I'm not prepared to do that yet. But uh, it's an interesting concept to split this. This novel it could be two hundred thousand words into two 100,000 words novels. But the other thing that I'm thinking about doing is another way of delaying myself writing is to write screenplay. And that's what the last segment's going to be about. And so here we are, the last uh, segment of this episode. And it's about screenwriting. Uh, I have, I think, I believe that I have much more of a screenwriter's kind of, uh, uh, 
personality than I do a novelist because I love to talk and I'm an extrovert. Uh, I love to write too and love to take pictures. I love to sing. I love to write screen. I love to write um, <laughs> lyrics. I'm a very creative person and a very social person. And I'm, you know, I'm not a, a, a not quiet and keep myself kind of person. I, I love to talk and to schmooze. And I wonder sometimes maybe if I was 20 years younger, I would be a screenwriter. But and I still want to be a screenwriter. That's why I'm thinking about in an effort to delay throwing myself into um, throwing myself into uh, rewriting the second draft of this novel, my first novel. Maybe I should uh, work on seriously work on a screenplay just just to delay for a few weeks. Uh, working on the second draft of the novel because, you know, I, I really need to, to to think about how I can maybe um, improve the the product. And I've come up with lots of different ways to do that. In fact, one of the ways is obviously, because I keep thinking about it, is to split the first novel into two and then have it end on a cliffhanger. And the, o- the only reason why I would do that is because it's, as of right now, too many scenes. But that's not what this is about. This is about writing a screenplay. I have two solid screenplay concepts. Actually, three solid screenplay concepts. Two of them I could write as a novel. And one of them definitely could write as a screenplay. It's funny. Uh, and it's sort of kind of inspired by... It's, yeah, I guess we would say inspired, but inspired by The Wedding Crashers. But it takes elements of the wedding crashers and sort of really focuses in on them. But there's a problem, in them, and the problem is I'm not that funny. Uh, so, but they say the thing about screenwriting is it's a it's a different, it's very different than screen than writing a novel because you can there's wiggle room. Like you can just putting just getting something down on the pa- on the page is really important when it comes to screenwriting. Uh, it's important with novel writing, but novel writing the can, like novel writing. It's just a different breed. And also, screenwriting, it's such a collaborative process that, you know, half the time you write something as a screenwriter and they change it significantly. So it's barely even your thing anymore. But a lot of it has, like, screenwriting, in my opinion, is an art, obviously, but it's, it's like dialogue and a concept and a plot. Like, if you have a concept, a dialogue, and a plot, you got a screenplay. Anybody, anybody with a pulse, if they understand those three things, dialogue, screenplay, uh, concept, and a plot, they can write a screenplay. That's why everybody in Los Angeles is writing a screenplay, because if you can, if you got a pulse and you understand the basics of writing a screenplay, you can write a screenplay. A novel is a bit harder, because there's a lot more going on in a novel. Um, I live in the wrong place. I'm too old. Those are some of the basic problems with me trying to write a screenplay. But it, I like the purity the creative purity of, of just writing a screenplay just for the fun of it, to see if I can pull it off. Um, that would be quite an accomplishment to be able to say, yeah, I've written a screenplay and a novel. Um, and so, I don't know. It's um, It will be interesting to see what's going to happen because I really, really, really want to start writing again immediately on the first novel but at the same time uh i 
at the same time, I'm a little uneasy uh, because I don't know. I, I really want to make the, this first novel as good as possible. And I mean, I have other other options. I can write a screenplay. I can write work on another side second track novel. But I don't know. I'm very flummoxed. If that's how you pronounce that word. Anyway, thanks for listening. Okay, so this was the episode all about creativity, writing screen, writing novels and screenplays. Uh, I have no idea what's going to happen with uh, either one of those, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure I can wrap up uh, my first novel. I do not think I'm going to split the first novel into two. I've done that once already. I'm going to split the the first two novels of an open-ended series into uh, into a uh, uh, into two books. I split it from one book into two. But I have to say, theoretically, I could say, yeah, it's possible. It's possible I might split that book into two because then it's then it's three and three. It's so embarrassing. Anyway. Thanks for listening. This is Shelton Bumgarner, and I'll see you around.